Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. You know, I was more than halfway through writing my message this week when I felt led to change my message. What a week it's been. It's really been something else. My emotions have been stirred in so many different directions this week, and that's probably true for most of you as well. Uh, I want to ask for everyone regardless of your perspective on everything that's been going on, I'd ask you to listen openly uh, and to consider what the Lord has for you. It's, it's really probably my perspective that there'll be some things that I share that pretty much almost everybody along the, the path either goes, mm, or ooh, or, or I don't know if I completely agree with that. Listen, I, I, I just want to ask you to be open to be open to what the Lord has for you. Also, very forthrightly and, and candidly, to tell you that, boy, times like this, it's certainly tough to be a rabbi. You're, you're getting pulled on every side, trust me. Uh, and uh, it's challenging. And man, I seek the Lord. I'm, I've been seeking the Lord this week like crazy, as you would imagine. And uh, it's, it's challenging to, to, to discern the exact right path. Uh, and so, Please pray for me, your rabbi. I'm doing the best I can, and hopefully you know my heart well enough to know that, that I'm giving it my best, you know, under the Lord's guidance and, and shepherding. Uh, so with that in mind, I think I have a word for you that I think at the end of the day, uh, people across the spectrum are going to be able to say, yeah, yeah, I can, I can weigh into that. That's my prayer for each of us here today, because our country's been through it, and our country's going through it, y'all, uh, like it's not been in a long time. We see in our country, <clears throat> excuse me, right now, a lot of hate, a lot of anger. On the one hand, many are lamenting recent elections. They feel as though the elections were stolen through fraud. They feel that their voices have been muted by a can cancel culture mentality. They feel the need to speak out and not be passive in allowing America to drift into what they feel is moral decay. They also feel concurrently that freedoms are being taken away, uh, oftentimes with the virus as an excuse. On the other hand, Others feel as though people are trying to invalidate their own votes 
that the elections were fair and clear, that there is a, a demagogic voice stirring up conspiracy theories and lies in order to append or at least invalidate a fair election. They feel that some are using spiritual principles advocating for one side, but ignoring them on the other. That selfishness is leading some to ignore sound medical advice. And wow, there are plenty of people in between that entire perspective. Wow. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this much I know, listening in, at, to that and looking at all that, we're not going to be able to square this circle. It strikes me that it's nearly impossible to change the minds of people on either side. But I'm going to present to you today, brothers and sisters, that we have to be different. We have to be different. Because a higher priority than Republican or Democrat is follower of God. And so, even within our diversity, because we've got people across that spectrum, even within the congregation, even within our diversity, there should be something different about us, different about our tenor, different about our attitudes, different about our perspectives. Romans, please, chapter 12 says this, starting in verse 14. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but associate with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Repay no one evil for evil. Give thought to what is good in the eyes of all people. Verse 18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live in shalom, in peace with all people. To start, one thing I, I'd like to think we can all agree on is that the riot that happened on Wednesday at the Capitol was a shanda for shame, for shame. I was pleased to see the vast majority of both Democrats and Republicans come together and condemn this, rightly so. We have to be better than this. Our Jewish people are especially historically susceptible to riotous acts 
We should be very attuned to this. Now, I'm all for peaceful protest, and people who feel as though things were done in the wrong way should be given the right to dissent. That's part of free speech. At the same time, what do we read in Romans? The scriptures tell us to bless those who persecute you. Bless those who persecute you. Live in harmony with one another. Now, that doesn't mean that you're just to roll over when somebody takes advantage of you. That's not what I'm saying. But as a believer, there should be something different about you as it relates to how you deal with other people, especially those who disagree with you. There should be something different about us. We have to be different. Even if we're very principled and strong in our beliefs and our morality and our values, there should be something different about us as it relates to others, especially who disagree with us. You can be a strong and passionate advocate about how you feel about a topic, even a moral one, without devolving into personal attack. See, unlike some who ignore this, we specifically are commanded to live in harmony with one another. I mean, that's a command in the Bible. If you are a follower of Messiah Yeshua, it's a command. Live in harmony with one another. It's, it's, it's unequivocal there. It's interesting because if you know about the word harmony, our musicians all appear, hopefully, and they do. They all know what the word harmony is. If you know about the word harmony, live in harmony with all people, it doesn't mean the same note. The same note in musical terms is called what? Unison. You know, two people singing the same note. La, la. That's unison. Harmony is a different note altogether. It is a completely different note. But a good harmony, while being a completely different note than the other one, doesn't clash with it. La, 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 la. Okay. <laughs> this is what harmony is. You don't have to be on the exact same notes. And remember that this passage, in context, is talking about people who disagree and even persecute you. Live in harmony. And then it says... If possible, so far as it depends on you, live in shalom, peace, right, with all people. Now, listen, I've seen over the years that with some people, no matter how you might feel, there is no way to live in shalom with them. And in those cases, it's usually best to create space between you so that there is no conflict. At the same time, the scriptures do say, so long as it depends on you. That means that there's a responsibility that we have, and it's significant. We should do what we can do to be at peace with all people. 
Note here the scriptures don't say, be at peace with all believers. No, 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 no. That's not what the scripture says. It says, be at peace with all people. Not just those who believe the same thing that you do. Not even just those who are following Messiah Yeshua. We should be at peace with all people to the extent that it is possible. So if necessary, disagree agreeably, as my mom used to say. See, if you do that, that alone makes you very different. You know, you see it out there, how the two sides are so polar opposites and how there's just viciousness going on. And, and, And if you hold some kind of a principled belief, but yet you're doing it with love still, you stand out. There's something different about you. The vitriol is not what it's like and that you see commonly uh, in other places. And this goes for social media too. In fact, very much so. Did Dara uh, and Mark know well with, with young people and social media? Social media amongst all people, certainly not just the young people, because th- there's a certain way when you're, when you're behind the comparative anonymity of a avatar, let me say, or, or, a, or a name, that's on the internet, people, and this is psycho, psychologists will tell you this is true, they will tend to say things that they would not say if they were right in front of somebody. You, you know, email's bad enough. Emails, they always said, be careful. If you have something to say, it's important. Don't put it in an email. Just talk in person because it won't come across the way you intended. So much of communication is, is body language and, and tone, et cetera, and intent. But even more so with social media, for sure. It's okay to advocate for your position, but it's just so hard not to get into it when somebody disagrees strongly. Because even if you start off with, with, a, with a, uh, a, 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 an opinion and a perspective, but, but measured and, uh, and in context, you know that somebody is going to respond hardcore at you. And then it's really hard not to respond back. Hardcore, And then what happens? You know what it devolves into. And it ain't pretty. It ain't pretty. It's a battle. And my friends, brother, sister, it's not edifying. It's not edifying. You have to purpose to be different online. You got to be different. And you have to be mindful of it and intentional about it. Listen to me, my brother and sister. Consider this humbly. Again, I'm giving you some food for thought, brothers and sisters, for you to consider. Listen to this. More important than winning an argument is winning your brother. Live in shalom. Live in peace. Well, so, Rabbi, does the truth then not matter? The truth matters very much. And I look across the political landscape and I see people who think that they have the truth and that the other side is deceived. While, of course, the other side feels the exact opposite. Well, so does truth matter? 
Yes, it matters. Philippians chapter four, verse eight says this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any virtue and if there is anything worthy of praise, dwell or think on these things. We should dwell on truth. We should seek truth. We should embrace truth. Yeshua, in fact, condemned the leaders of his own day because they eschewed truth. Listen to this from Yochanan, the book of John, chapter 8, verse 44. Listen to the words of your Messiah as, as he was rebuking some of the leaders of his day who were speaking untruths. Yeshua says, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks lies, he's just being himself, for he is a liar and the father of lies. It should come as no surprise Knowing this, right, it should come as no surprise that the whole country feels as though people are lying. That they just don't agree who it is who's doing the lying. Doesn't that sound like a tactic of the adversary to bring division among us? If, if, the, if Yeshua tells us that the devil is a liar and the father of lies, and that's the very nature of the devil... And what do we have right now? We've got a country where the entire country thinks that people are lying. That should come as no surprise if you know the tactics of the adversary. He is, after all, the father of lies. Deception is out there and it's commonplace these days. Some of the things I've heard are just absolutely outrageous that, that people are saying. Outrageous stuff. Consider this, brother and sister, wherever you are on the continuum, <laughs> there's a very good chance that there are some lies that you currently believe. Now, the interesting thing about that is that both sides would probably agree with that and point at the other and say, yes, there are lies. That you, would, that you believe. But I'm suggesting this is true for all of us. Me too. Why? Because we are not God. We don't always get it right. The key here is to continue to pursue truth, but to stay humble. Stay humble before you got your God. That's being different too. Big time that's being different. Because you don't see a lot of humility out there in the world. You see a vast amount of hubris. People acting like they know everything. I'm very cautious of anyone who seems to have all the answers. I, I, I see sometimes people do this. They just line up and tell me a whole bunch of stuff that'll... And just not, well, you think this is possibly true or maybe this is true. No, no, this is exactly what's going on in all these things. This, I'm very cautious about that kind of stuff. 
Because I don't have all the answers. In fact, I'm pretty sure that only God has all the answers. Listen, I'm a member of Mensa. I've got the Georgia Tech and Emory degrees. I've even run for public office before. Man, I read both sides to almost every issue. And I know for certain I don't have all the answers. I don't know, man. I don't know about a lot of stuff. Micah 6 tells us to practice justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. See, it's about justice. That's right. But it's also about mercy. And it's also about walking humbly. I've learned, I've learned this over the years during mar- doing marital counseling too. It's so interesting, marital counseling. I remember my early years of doing marital counseling, uh, Damien, as I would be listening there and the husband and wife would be there, right? And, and, and you'd hear, I'd say, okay, well, what's, what's the story? You know, what, what's going on? How come you guys are here? What's, what's happened? And the one person will, will give me the whole spiel. And I'll say, okay, just let them talk. Okay, and they give me the spiel, and I take my little notes. But in the early years, my head, right, I, I, I went, and I was listening. I said, ooh. And I'm thinking, oh, ooh, that's not good. Oh, ooh, ee, ooh. And I'd be looking at their spouse like, ooh, boy, oh, that's bad stuff, man. And it's like, oh, my gosh. And they just give me the whole thing. I'd be, oh, this, this is a slam dunk, man. This is a slam dunk. This is, this is 100% here. They are so in the wrong. I can't believe they'd say that or do that. Or, this, this, is a, this is absolutely ridiculous. But I wouldn't say that. I'd just listen. And then, I, then I'd say, okay, well, okay, thank you. Now it's your turn. Why don't you share, give me your perspective on all this. And then they would share their perspective. And as I would listen, I'd go, oh, oh. Oh, 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 I'm, I'm, this is my mind, right? Oh, oh, no, that changes things. Oh, oh, boy, they didn't say that. Oh, no, they left that part out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, really? <laughs> this is what I would find. I learned after a short amount of time, you wait, you wait. Saba Shlomo had some sage advice on this topic. That's Grandpa Solomon, by the way. He's, you know, grandfather. That's my name. Proverbs 18, verse 17 says this. Listen to the wisdom of this. The first to state his case seems just until another comes and cross-examines him. Oh, that's so true. I've seen that. Such sage, sagely advice. So true. Beloved, hear me. We need to be very careful about buying into things too quickly. I've seen so often that there are, there are always two sides to every story. Minimum. Sometimes more than two. And forthrightly, Beloved, hear me, we need to be extremely cautious when it comes to conspiracy theories. Our people, the Jewish people, have historically been the victims of such theories. 
Any of you know anything about history? Throughout history, time after time after time after time and again, throughout history, there would be these conspiracies about the Jewish people and the Jewish people trying to take power and control things. I can't tell you. Look at throughout history. It's, it's, the, it's the motivation for, for much of the persecution of the Jewish people historically. I mean, even a little over, what, 100 years ago, the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, this terrible, fictitious treaties that millions of people throughout the world bought into, of talking about how the Jewish people were going to we're, we're in the process of taking control of the world. And, it, and if you look at the, at the, at the chapters of, of how they were doing it through the finance system, through the medical system, it, it sounds an awful lot like a lot of the conspiracy theories I'm, I'm hearing now. Very similar. And, and this, this was considered uh, one of the most virulent anti-Semitic uh, sources uh, in the last 200 years. Is, is this stuff, which was horrible and not true. But man, it fomented a hate of the Jewish people. Yes, my friends, truth matters. So yes, truth we should seek, but with humility, acknowledging that we don't know everything. I don't know everything. Okay, but what about this election in particular? Biden, Harris, Warnock, Ossoff. I got a few different thoughts in here for you, my friends. And I got to tell you, uh, throughout this whole election cycle, I know that my own mind went to a lot of different places thinking and, and a lot of different emotions. But honestly, as I began considering all this and and even working on this message, it helped me. It helped give me more peace regarding everything going on in the world. Uh, I'll give you some perspective why. First, let me say this regarding this election. As a Georgian, whether you were pleased with the results of the senatorial runoff or you were not pleased with the results, it is legitimate to pause for a moment and recognize the progress of a southern state with its historical prejudice to elect its first African-American and Jewish senators. In addition, our country electing the first woman and woman of color as vice president is making progress, making no statement as to these people's policies in particular I do think that this is something that we can all agree on. And as a side note, it's also the first Jewish spouse. I, not a lot of people know this because the second gentleman is Jewish. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris's husband is Jewish. So uh, on, on one level, that is, that is encouraging in and of itself as a fact that we should recognize. Next, if you are concerned about pro-life issues or support of Israel issues or religious persecution. These are legitimate concerns and questions. 
and should be a place of both prayer and advocacy. Get involved, my friends. Make your voice known on these issues. Respectfully speak up regarding these important topics. These are, these are very important biblical principles here that it's good and righteous to, to advocate and to fight for on that level. That said, even if you are of the opinion that there were shenanigans in the election or that current leaders are leading people astray, you need not fret. One of the ways that I know that believers should not be in mortal fear is because we know what happened in Yeshua's day. Here's some perspective here, and I, I pray that it's helpful to you. Regardless of where you're at in, the, in the, the spectrum here. Because in Yeshua's day, Israel was occupied by Rome. The high priest's office was bought. God certainly couldn't be pleased at this. And nearly all public officials were corrupt. And perhaps none more so than tax collectors. Dun, 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 dun. So this was a very touchy topic for Jewish people today. Because these were tax collectors, many of them within the Jewish community, of course, who were Jewish. Jewish tax collectors who they themselves were corrupt who were collecting taxes, your money, for a government that was corrupt. And in fact, that was a government that was occupying your country. So taxes was a very, very intense subject amongst the populace at the time. And so it should come as no surprise that this came up as a question to Yeshua in Matthew 22, if you'd like to turn to it, as a point to, to challenge and try to Gotcha, to give him a gotcha. It was a gotcha question. Matthew 22, verse 15 says this, Then the Pharisees went and plotted how they might try to trap him, being Yeshua, with a word. And they sent to him some of their disciples, along with the Herodians, that's followers of King Herod, etc., and his people, that band, the governmental leaders, saying, Teacher, Rabbi, talking to Yeshua, we know that you are honest, and teach the way of God in truth. They were patronizing. And what others think doesn't concern you, for you do not look at men's appearance. Tell, tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it permitted to pay taxes to Caesar or not? <laughs> the, but, see, but Yeshua knowing their wickedness, said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius. And he said to them, Whose image is this? And whose inscription? Caesar's, they said to him. Then he said to them, Give therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And hearing this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. <laughs> now remember, 
Oh, does that mean Rome was okay? No, 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 no. Remember that Rome was as corrupt as they, as they come. So Yeshua did not endorse the Roman government or the taxation system. He essentially said, listen, I have more important business to take care of. And remember, my friends, lest we think otherwise, that Rome became the most vicious persecutors of believers in the first few centuries. Many, many early believers were persecuted and martyred. At the same time, what did we see? Faith in Yeshua saw its biggest expansion in the midst of great persecution. So we see here that God has the big picture in mind. And so do we. So should we. We need not fear. We need not fear. Now listen, I'm not saying that government corruption is okay. I'm not saying that. Nor am, I, nor am I saying that if things were done illicitly in the election, that they should not be brought to light. No. Nor am I saying, for that matter, that if government leaders foment social unrest with lies about the election being stolen, no. So should all of these things come to light and people be held accountable? Hear me, they should. To the extent that truth can be revealed in this way and people held accountable, they should be. At the same time, my friends, don't let anything get in the way of your primary calling to follow the Lord and to shine his light into the world. You gotta make sure that nothing, nothing, nothing gets in the way of that. Nothing can get in the way of your shining the light of Messiah to, to a lost and dying world, brothers and sisters. And, and how, what is the best way to accomplish this? Oh, my friend, the best way to accomplish this is through love. That's the best way to accomplish this. 1 John chapter 4, verse 20 says this. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this, this is the commandment we have from him that the one who loves God should also love his brother. In Luke 6, Yeshua also says, love your enemies. So truly, no matter what side of the divide you live on, what we need is to show more love to each other. And this is so incredibly, wait for it, different right, than the rest of the world. The rest of the world is, is not looking to show love, especially to their enemies. My goodness, you're not seeing that. Nobody's going out of their way to show love to their enemies. I don't see that on CNN or Fox News, thank you very much. <laughs> but we're called to be different. We're called to show love to everybody including those who are our enemies. That is so incredibly different. So finally, my friends, if you were thrilled with this election or if you were very discouraged by it, either way, at this point, we need to lift up 
President-elect Biden and Vice President-elect Harris in prayer. 1 Timothy chapter 2 says this, and this is very biblical I'm giving you here. 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Listen to this. Charge to us as Ma'amanim, as believers. Therefore, first of all, I urge that requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all people for kings and all who are in authority so that we may live a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and respectfulness. This is good and pleasing in the sight of God our Savior. And you know that the kings of their days, they didn't necessarily, weren't, they weren't necessarily of the same political party. <laughs> we should pray that our incoming president and vice president, we should pray that they seek the Lord. We should pray that they stand with Israel. In general, we should pray for our country. Yes, we should pray for the integrity of our elections. But more, but more importantly, we should pray for the spiritual revival of our country, that the country turns to Yeshua. My friends, the, the country does not need to turn to a political party or to a person. Our country needs, well, it, it, I said that in an email was for somebody today. Our, our, actually, our country does need to turn to a person. That person is Yeshua. That's who this country needs to turn to, to turn to him. So, beloved, as our country is bitterly divided right now, let us be different not because we agree with everything going on, but because we hold to a different standard. Not because we don't fight for truth, but because our higher priority is fighting for the truth. Where others sling hate, let us show love. We should be different. The title of my message is Different. Let's bow our heads. Abba, Father, I humbly want to come before you and I want to lift up our country right now. Man. Oh, there's such division right now. But God, I pray for unity in our country. Not, there's not going to be unanimity. And I don't expect everybody to agree on everything. But man, there's got to be love. There needs to be more love. And we need to have the love of the Lord. I pray, God, for people to turn to you. To turn to you, God. We need your help. We need your help, God, in this, in this nation. God, I pray right now for President-elect Biden and I pray for Vice President-elect Harris. God, I pray that they seek your face. God, I, I pray that as they encounter issues and the trials that are in this world, that their inclination is to turn to you. And regardless of 
I, I know that the president-elect is, is devout. Whatever their, their faith is, God, I pray that, that they seek you all the more, God. And, uh, and in the way that, Lord, would be pleasing to you. Lord, you, you understand exactly what I'm talking about, Lord. I, I don't exactly have all the right words, God, but please just touch them, draw them to you, Lord. God, I pray that they support Israel. Lord, let them not abandon Israel, Lord. God, I thank you for progress in regard to Israel. Lord, in the peace treaties they've made of, of, of recent, God, we always should be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. But, God, I pray that they support your, your, your nation. Lord, let them, let them support, let America stand with Israel, Lord. God, and so all the many other issues, Lord. God, in, in some ways, Lord, deal with them and touch them. Lord, our prayer, our prayers are with them. Our prayers are for our country. Our prayers are for our leaders, both on the Democratic and the Republican side. Lord, thank you for all the Democratic and Republican congressional leaders, Lord. And, uh, and Lord, with, while we lament the loss of life recently on the Capitol, but we thank you, Lord, for the protection of these leaders on both sides of the aisle. Lord God, please touch them and help them know the truth. <laughs> God, in some ways it seems a little naive uh, in certain ways to... But that's what I'm asking for, Lord. My prayer, my humble prayer is that they turn to you. I know it up the, at the end of the day, it's up to them. But Lord, we, I pray for our country. I, I pray for everybody out there who's hurt. There are people hurt on every, on, on every uh, level of this uh, spectrum, uh, on every place. God, I pray for the hurt. I pray for healing. Heal your land, Lord God. We humble ourselves before you we turn to you, oh God. Thank you, Lord. If you're watching or listening to this and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, you've never turned your life over to God, how about today? If that's you, say this simple prayer after me and God will touch you. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you. I ask Yeshua to come into my heart. I believe he's risen again, sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you. Thank you, oh God. I love you. In Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us an email. We just want to celebrate with you. We just want to be encouraged with you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Shabbat, Lord. Thank you for the Shabbat. Let's take just a moment, just, just the music, just the music playing for just a moment. And just you, wherever you're at, say a prayer for our country. Say a prayer for your enemies. Let's just take a moment to build some of this unity even within ourselves as we lay down our will or even what we think is right and we just turn to the Lord. Say, Lord, your will be done, Lord. And Lord, I pray for my enemy, my brothers.
that you reign. Oh boy, I feel better about that. Because you reign, oh Lord. We give this all to you. And we thank you, Lord, for the confidence we have in your government. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for these things. In the name of our Messiah, should we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah, or how you can become part of our Bethalel family, please visit our website at www.bethalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom.